This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Let's start the show. I'm Charles Vergode. I'm a dad, teacher, coach, recreation director, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Nailed it. One take. Great All job. Right. <laughs> All right, Charles. Thanks uh, Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Sure. Thanks for having me on. Um, first question I always ask people, I don't know if I, I never, I just assume people don't listen. So <laughs> I always uh, go with, uh, explain uh, the first question is, uh, so what's something you're nerding out about? Uh, if it's a, a book, movie series, a hobby, um, something you've been doing your whole life, something you just started. It can be anything, but what's something you're, 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 you're nerding currently nerding out about it. Just, uh, the only rule is it can't be anything has to do with your job. Sure. Um, so I, outside of teaching and coaching, all those things I listed there, um, I, I really get into doing projects around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I like doing things myself. Um, so the, the current project is the biggest one I've ever undertaken undertaking. Um, I'm currently making cabinets to redo our kitchen. Oh, really? So we're going full blown. We're going to blow out a wall um, that's between our current kitchen and dining room area. The old, um, uh, oh, uh, uh, the uh, HDTV open space program. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't think our house is going to show up on HGTV at the end. Uh, but no, I, so, I mean, it's been over a year that, you know, I started drawing out the pictures, what it's going to look like, taking the measurements, um, doing test cabinets to see if we like what they look like before yeah. I, I buy a bunch of wood. And now I'm, I'm doing all the cutting it down and making the doors and drawers fronts right now. So uh, whenever I'm not doing everything else with the kids and everything, that's, that's what's occupying my time right now. So is that something your parents did growing up that they always worked on the house and stuff? Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I don't know what it <laughs> you is. Say, you say it like there's a bunch of half, half finished projects growing up. Um, there are multiple well, <laughs> half finished. I, I don't know if anything's ever totally finished. Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> between my parents, they've, they've moved a couple of times. Um, they, they have a, a cottage up in Michigan, my brother's house. I mean, they've always, somebody in my family's always added onto their house in some capacity. Yeah. That, um, I know my dad always did projects. My grandpa, his dad would come up from Texas and help him with things. And there was a lot of like, uh, partially finished stuff. Like we didn't have a, we, all the decking was off our back deck for like two years. Uh, and I don't know why, like now I own a house and I replaced decking on my deck and I just, I, I, now I, I think like, why didn't my dad just put decking on? I don't understand what we, we instead the kids were just climbing around, uh, busting their shins on the, on the right. beams going across, you know? Um, uh, but so, so we always had that and, uh, I do enjoy doing projects, but, uh, there is some things I will never attempt or some people, some I'll just pay to do like, uh, electrical work. I'm really, uh, I'm really like, I don't like doing electrical work. I feel okay. like I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried about me, like hurting myself. Uh, I can take a little poke, but I'm worried about doing it wrong. And then our house going up in flames later. Oh yeah. So, absolutely. So I'd rather do, but building cabinets, that is, uh, I've never heard anybody do that. So that's, that's, that's yeah, under, undertaking. For sure. Um, it's a lot of time. And the key is I just got to go really slow. Like I said, yeah. I'm a year in and I'm not even close to being done. Well, then you have to have a patient wife. <laughs> yes yes um we did our our bathroom a couple of years ago and uh she likes to say that we redid the bathroom um she did the touch-up paint is what she ended up doing all right well <laughs> she's got to put her stamp on it right 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 <laughs> yeah man i i don't know well i tried to fix i tried to install a new faucet and i ended up having to call a plumber so <laughs> and i do that kind of stuff at work i mean i've i've replaced faucets at my job and I went yeah. to do I went to do it at my house and there, nothing was going right. And we I I thought at the for at the very least, I'll just 
I just won't do anything. I'll just turn the water on and we'll have to call a plumber. But uh, that didn't even work. I turned the water back on and no water came out. So <laughs> I messed it up horribly. Well, I mean, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. I, like I said, I like projects and, and apparently you do too. What? So what, uh, when you were making tests, test uh cabinets to see what you were like yeah. is that just like what wood or what stain or what like all kinds of stuff so it, it the whole the whole deal eventually so it started off with uh the the test that i needed to do was to make sure you know i use a router table of how mm -hmm. i'm going to cut the front of the cabinets okay. to make sure we like the style make sure all the the sizing of things looks the way that we want it to look like um and, and more than anything just to make sure i could do it oh <laughs> sure yeah yeah um but yeah, we will. Uh, spring break's coming up here soon. I want to. Uh, I want to get to that next step of you know paint color. Make sure that the finish is what we want. Mm -hmm. um, see if we we're gonna paint it ourselves. We're gonna have somebody else paint the cabinets for us. That's cool, man. You have to send me a picture when it's done because it's it seems yeah. that I like all that stuff. My grandfather was a carpenter, so all that stuff's cool. Um, I just I don't have time for that stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it's, and i don't know how you do <laughs> um there, there's gonna be a solid week there in june where um my son and my wife are still gonna be in school but i'm gonna be out of school that, oh, that's nice. when a lot of work's gonna get done okay good <laughs> all right so are um i don't even know are you teaching at the high school yes or the, okay all right what do you teach uh physical science and chemistry okay uh and i'm assuming you liked it otherwise you wouldn't be teaching it right because oh, that absolutely yeah, what, what do you like about uh not i guess not just what you teach but science in general so that's a great question uh teaching for me um it's all about being with the kids i, I joke with other adults that the best part about my day is that i'm with no other adults yeah you know, i'm also not alone right sure so it's yeah. like the best of both worlds um and, and you know that through coaching the energy that that the teenagers have mm -hmm. um i just enjoy being around them um science um I'm, I'm a very analytical mind i like the idea of of a logical flow um of how things work i love i love getting kids excited about figuring things out about the world mm -hmm. um i love those moments in class when kids are like oh my god wait mr goat i saw this you know yeah. on tv the other day is this work is this really how we do it and i was like hey let's pull up that clip let's go look at it you know mm -hmm. um so i i just love the the thought process of it have you, yeah, have you, uh, how long have you taught at Perrysburg? This is year eight. Is this, was this your first job out of college? This, this is, I, I'm, all, I'm very lucky. I'm a Perrysburg grad. So okay. it's a little bit easier for me to come in right out of college. Man, there's a, there is, it seems like Perrysburg likes to hire their graduates because oh, there is a lot. Sure. Yeah, there, there's a lot there. Um, uh, so, so and have you taught and you taught at the high school the whole time, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing. Yep. Okay. What, uh, I, now I only coach high school kids and I coach them for about two, two and a half hours, uh, you know, <laughs> in the evening, how is it? Uh, and, and it, it might be a longer question, but how is it going through a whole day of teaching high school kids? Um, but also like, is that, did you know right away? Like I want to teach high school as opposed to elementary or junior high? You know, it's a great question. Um, I, my first job was at the Perrysburg summer rec program that i'm now the director of um so i at 16 years old i was working with younger kids elementary age kids and i do really enjoy that i, I feel like i could do that and be happy mm -hmm. um the age group that i would steer clear of is that middle school junior high area okay. there's a lot of people I, say I that i want nothing to do with that <laughs> um so yeah i about sometime senior year of high school i knew i wanted to teach knew i wanted to teach high school and science was a was a logical fit is uh do you ever just i would imagine with any kids there's times where you're like uh today was today was abnormal or today was super crazy <laughs> and, and i imagine there's all kinds of stories uh that we can we can talk about later uh or maybe not because it's dealing with, <laughs> dealing with minors but all these crazy stories and i'm sure all teachers have them and i've heard a few uh but but i would imagine most days are, are just normal but there has to be those those few where like i would have never imagined that that would happen to me you know, that there were, there were some times I was like, wow, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad my building principal didn't just walk in the classroom <laughs> just now. Um, I mean, th those things happen. Uh, but no, I, at the end of the day, I'm not exhausted. 
you know, maybe the first couple of years I was as I was figuring things out. Um, but it, more than anything, I, I'll go to school tired and leave less tired. Mm, the kids okay. really do energize me. How, how is it at the beginning, uh, like when you're first starting out as a teacher, you said, you know, you said you were tired um, trying to figure it out. Is it just trying to figure out your teaching style or lesson plans or how the kids are? What, what, what is it? Oh, it's honestly, it's everything. Yeah. So um, when you see a, a teacher who's been doing it for years and years, it just looks so natural. Yeah. Um, and it looks easy. And then when you're like trying to do it yourself, you're like, wow, there's, there's too much to keep straight in your brain at once. You know, you're, you want to keep everybody engaged. So it needs to be to a certain extent entertaining, but you also need to have it, you know, it's got to be related to the content and it's got to be at everybody's level. Um, you know, on top of the grading and, and there's evaluations and everything that's just thrown in there. It's when you're learning how to do it all at once, you know, it takes longer to do something when you're learning how to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was just a lot of time put into it. Uh, those first couple of years, um, I've been lucky enough, the physical science class I've been teaching it, this is my eighth year. I've taught it every single year. Um, so I feel really good about that one. And then the honors chemistry, the chemistry that I've been teaching, um, it's been about five years on that. So, you know, now I feel at a place that I'm actually like comfortable, um, and not exhausted trying to figure out everything as I'm going. I, I would feel, and this is something I learned where I'd feel like a teacher, a brand new teacher is like trying to make everything perfect. Like the, mm-hmm. like the, the information. And like you said, the engagement and all that stuff has, I'm trying to make it all perfect. And then it might take a while. To like, well, it ain't going to happen ever. To, you know, <laughs> I, and I learned that just through coaching where I, I tell kids like, Hey, I'm going to tell you, I'll tell you straight up. I don't know all the answers. Uh, and if you, if you come up to me and you ask me a question, and I don't know it. I'll tell you, I don't know, but I'll find, I'll find out for you. I would imagine yeah. there's, there's a lot of times where you at the beginning, you're like, Oh, this is, it has to be perfect. It has to be exactly 52 minutes or however long the periods are like all this stuff. Right. And then right. you, you, then the kids just mess it up immediately. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I think the ultimate analogy is te- uh, parenting. I mean, you oh, get yeah. the, your first child and you're like trying to do everything, you know, <laughs> what you think is exactly right. Um, and then a couple of years later, you're like, why did, why was I so extreme about that? You know, and, you know, Walter, my son, he's, he's four now and we have what a lane. What a, sorry. What, what, what a good name, Walter. Yeah. That's yeah. a good name. All, all my students think it's after Walter White. We just like the name. Yeah, that's good. That, that's a Walter White reference. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I just, I, that's just a good name. So yeah. Um, you know, with, with parenting that, the first one or the first couple of years, you're just so focused on doing everything right. And you exhaust mm-hmm. yourself and you're right. A couple of years later, you're like, okay, th- not every moment needs to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, they, kids learn kids, you know, your kids learn and the, the students you're teaching learn on uh, probably more from imperfect stuff when things go wrong or when things you're like, Oh, that, that wasn't supposed to happen that way, but you know, how do we, how do we figure it out a different way? Or yeah. when, you know, when the projector doesn't work, I don't even know people don't use projectors anymore. <laughs> when your, your laptop doesn't work or any of that stuff, you know, just lo- finding out different ways and it, you know, it improves you, right. It improves you as a right. teacher or, or as a coach and, and to adapt to figure out new ways. And, and they, even though, you know, your own kids or my kids or, or people we, you know, you teach or coach, they don't always vocalize like oh that was cool or i learned this thing because this happened but they will remember it you know right right you know? um what what is explain to me what physical science classes so it's just the name that we give it um at Paris work high school other schools might call it just ninth grade science or general science um, yeah my yeah my ninth grade at Perrysburg was earth science yeah so the, the curriculum's changed a little bit mm-hmm. um that was almost 20 years ago has, a variety of, of topics, um, but the majority of them are chemistry and physics. Okay. So the, the first semester, the way we've been teaching it is physics and the second semester is chemistry for the most part. Mm-hmm. And it's real mental stuff. It's the stuff setting you up to have success in the other science classes later. What do you do? Because I, I struggled with science. It wasn't uh, science and math were, were my worst subjects. Part okay. of it, I, uh, it was hard for me. Part of it, I was just lazy. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. But what do you do when you notice like, 
because I'm sure there's kids that stand out that are really good. But on the other side, I'm sure there's kids that stand mm-hmm. out that, you know, are struggling really, really bad. What? Because be, being a teacher and as, as for any teacher, you have to teach everybody. So how do you how do you structure around that, knowing that there's going to be pe- people that struggle? Um, I mean, early on when you're introducing a concept, you know, nobody knows it. But you're mm-hmm. right. You know, as as you get into it. Um, there's different levels of understanding and you try to design different activities that you do that can engage, engage everyone at the same time. Um, on occasion, I'll have what I call an uphill question on a worksheet or something that we're doing that just gets to the next level um, to engage the students that are ready for that. Um, there are times in my class, especially my physical science class where we'll do a quiz on Tuesday Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll take it, I'll collect it, I'll grade it. And then based on which questions they got wrong, they're in different groups on Wednesday. Oh, And so they're working on exactly the concepts that they missed the day before. And if they didn't miss anything, then I've got some challenge for them to do. Okay. Um, not every day can be that uh, efficient mm-hmm. in getting to what they need to work at. Um, I've also found, I, I co-taught for five years um, so in my physical science class, I had a intervention specialist with me. Um, so we were able to break up into smaller groups quite often. We were able to, um, sometimes be teaching the same thing to two different groups of students. Sometimes we're teaching different things at different levels at different times. Um, so you can get real flexible when you have two teachers in the room that, that know the content and can work together real well. When you have two teachers, do you guys create the lesson plans together or or does do you create it and say here's what we're doing um shout out to my my co-teacher uh mrs adamick roe adamick i don't know if you know her from mm-hmm. her days um but she was the best co-teacher that i could have ever asked for um yeah. we did co-plan together and that's not always the case and that, to a certain extent i think Perisburg high school might be moving away from that model um but we did we had our planning period at the same time every day so we, every couple of days, you know, talk through what we're working on, you know, maybe align the groups for the next day together or whatever we had to do. But yeah, her and I, we got that down to a well-oiled machine. I bet. It just makes you feel more comfortable too. like, like you feel, I would imagine when you're making your lesson plan sometimes, or just what the next day, this is what I'm going to do. You're still, uh, and maybe not so much now because you're eight years in, but there's still some like, Eh, is this is this gonna work or is this gonna yeah. go how I think it is? But I think if you have someone there also saying like, yeah, I think this will work, it is you feel more confident in what you're gonna do. Yeah. Well, and and she, I, I so appreciate it. she'd be honest with me. She'd be like, you know what, this is gonna work for a third of the kids, but it's mm. not for two thirds. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's good. I need that feedback. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's perfect. That to have that, and you know, that'd be great to just to have it in in life. <laughs> Like, hey, I want, I want, uh, I want to build my cabinets. Uh, what do you think? You're like, well, uh, I tell you, it's gonna take about two years, uh, but, <laughs> but you'll get it done. You're like, well, I can handle that, you know. So it's, it's like having Tony Romo in your ear, right? Like that commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could use that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that'd be great. Just a, uh, a life coach. Yeah, I mean, sure. they, they exist, but just someone with you, uh, twenty four seven. I'm, I'm assuming that happens too. With, uh, with if you're really rich, I'm sure there are people. Although they would probably be yes men, right? They would just tell you, what, tell you what you want to hear. Sure, if you're really rich, you know they'll <laughs> name their price. <laughs> uh, all right, so, so you, you've been teaching for eight years, you said, right? Yeah. Um, all at Perrysburg. Uh, your coach too. What, uh, what do you coach? I coach the uh, girls' tennis team. In okay. the fall. Uh, have you have you coached that since you started teaching? Uh, no. So I, when I started teaching, I didn't even play tennis, truthfully. Oh, no? I was going to give you my next I, question. I did not play tennis in high school. I was track cross country. I did okay. indoor soccer with my buddies. Um, my wife played tennis. Okay. Um, so she got me into tennis. She got me into the 101 class and I started doing ladders. Um, so I'm, I'm not self-taught. I took drills and yeah. learned from from pros at the tennis center um but yeah it, it took me a while to build that confidence and also there was the um, the owners of the ptc were the coaches for a long time for both the boys and girls team okay um so then in 2019 there's opportunity to be the assistant coach for the boys 
Um, so I jumped on that, enjoyed that for a year, had planned on doing that in 2020. Um, that season didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then I became the head girls coach. Um, just the last two years I've been there for 2020 okay. and 2021. Uh, is it that the, what'd you say? PTC? Is that, yeah. is that the, the place on 25? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, I've never been in there, but that place looks massive just from driving by. Yeah. It's pretty cool. They got, um, in the middles, their, their main building that's like heated, right? Like it, it's a normal building. Okay. Um, and then there's stairs, two sets of stairs. So you go up to what they call the mezzanine. Mm-hmm. And up there, it's open to what's basically a giant tent. Okay. And on either side, they have four indoor courts on a line. Um, and out back, it used to be four hard courts and four clay courts. Now it's eight hard courts. They have 16 courts. Wow. Yeah. Oh, they got rid of the clay ones? Yeah. Yeah. What, what happened? People didn't like it or what? So it, it's it's funny. I'm sure if you ask their uh, their clientele other members there's a little bit of a debate there um okay. some people love clay i'm personally not a fan um it's different um i think more people prefer the hard courts mm-hmm. um and they're they're just more versatile okay i i enjoy um when i was younger i would watch any sport my 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 parents would come home i remember they told me a story yeah we, we came home we were watching bowling I just I liked watching sports on TV and I really enjoyed uh, the clay because of how they slide around. And to me, like using you having to know not only like, hey, I got to hit this ball that's that's being rocketed back at me, but I'm also (laughs) going to slide about four feet, too. You know, it's it was a a cool thing. And and to me, it was it was a cool way to play tennis. No, it's definitely different. Um, the last time I played on clay, I, I tweaked a, a groin muscle. So oh, just... yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I'll enjoy it watching Rafa Nadal slide around on clay. It's crazy. I mean, that's beauty. Yeah. Um, but no, actually on it, and it, it's also a mess, truthfully. Um, mm, yeah. So if people yeah. don't scrape off their shoes, they're tracking the clay through the building. Okay. Uh, so how do you, being a tennis coach, how do you feel about pickleball? I, I enjoy it as yeah. a as a player myself, um, it's nice that, um, you know, people of all ages, all ability levels, it kind of is a little bit of an equalizer, kind of like ping pong. Um, you know, you don't have to move as much. Yeah. Um, but if you can move like that can kind of compensate for not being as good with the paddle. Um, so I, I play it here and there. Um, I'm not, I'm not huge on it, but I'm also not like, Oh no, you should be playing tennis. Mm -hmm. What does the uh, PTC say about uh, pickleball? I feel like there's there's tennis players who are like pickleball's yeah. gross, <laughs> and I feel um, like it'd be people that went go to the PTC. There was a time um, that they were giving it a try of having mm. a league or something there. Um, I don't think it quite materialized. Uh, they've got some of the courts that they have the lines still on the courts mm-hmm. indoors. Um, How long ago was that? Do you know by any chance? Oh, that was before we had any pickleball pickleball courts in Perrysburg. I was gonna say if they do it now, that thing would be hopping. Because I mean, there's like I think there's two different Perrysburg pickleball groups on Facebook. Um, <laughs> they love that. I mean, and, and you know the age of them because they're like, hey, we're playing on a Tuesday at nine a.m. Like, oh, I wonder who's playing there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we see it. We see them at the wreck all the time. So I'm excited yeah. that uh, sounds like they're putting in more courts over at Rotary. Oh, are they? Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's yeah. nice over there. I, I I don't play tennis, but it's it's nice over there. For sure. My, my new, uh, the what? Say it again. That new park over there is awesome. Yeah, my kids and I went when it first opened, and they loved it. It was it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun there. Uh, my my uh, the the extent of my tennis play is when I was a little kid, we uh, we lived by Rogers High School in Toledo, and they had tennis courts there, and we would go up there. And I didn't know, like, we thought we hit the jackpot every time we went there. I didn't know when you're a kid that tennis balls lose their bounce. So people throw them away. So we would go in the garbage and there'd be so many tennis, like tubes of not just tennis balls, but the tubes were like, people were just throwing tennis balls away. We were like, I'm like eight years old, <laughs> but, but we take, we would take any racket. We'd have a yeah. uh, racquetball. We'd have badminton. We'd have a tennis racket and we would just hit tennis balls around. But that, that's the extent of me playing tennis. I didn't get any further than that. Although it was fun to go against the, the they had a, a, like a practice wall or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. I like that. As, especially if I'd go up there by myself. 
Yeah, we need one somewhere here in Pittsburgh. A hitting wall would be great. Oh, we don't have one anywhere? No, I think the closest one might be Anthony Wayne High School. Oh, wow. Okay. One. Yeah, that's what what would you as a coach, what would you use that for? I as a coach, I wouldn't use it. Um okay. truthfully, it's for you know, if you want need to hit and you've got nobody to hit with. Okay. All right. That's what the hitting wall is for. I, I so know you, uh you'll see a line painted on it for the yes. about the height of the net. Oh, okay, okay. I, I know I just I assume that's what it was for when I, when I was a little kid, but I think we would play because we could never like we get frustrated because when you're eight years old trying to play tennis, like we everyone would just hit it into the net or hit it out of the court. So right. we always just play against the wall against each other, just hitting it back and forth. Right, uh, right. Do you know who uh who Mitch Hedberg is? He's a oh, he's, he yeah, was a he's comedian, right? He's got the yeah. one liners. Yeah. So my, one of my favorite ones is he was like, I like playing tennis, but I could never I could never be good as a wall. He's <laughs> like that that fucker's relentless. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that guy. i think i think he also had one something about uh i i think uh the pringles company originally <laughs> intended to make tennis balls yeah <laughs> but then when the day they opened set of potatoes is a bunch of rubber <laughs> oh man that's funny <laughs> um so so coaching girls tennis for a few years now yeah, was yeah. you're the head coach, and it was yeah. something I I used to be the head freshman football coach before I got moved out to varsity, uh, and that was my first experience like being in charge uh, yeah. of a whole team, which I didn't know I was gonna like, and I loved it. Like it was something I I was like, man, this is awesome. I want to keep doing this. Um, what's because uh, there isn't a lot of like, hey, I'll be the head coach. There isn't a lot of there's a lot of assistant coaches. What what drove you to be like, hey, I want to be in charge? Um. I, you know, I love being the assistant coach, um, mm-hmm. but truthfully, like the, the time invested um, for being the head coach isn't that much more. Okay. Um, but in terms of, of being in charge, you know, I, my assistant coach is, a, a, she played varsity tennis when she was in high school. Um, she actually was a state level tennis player. Oh, wow. So in terms of like the tennis knowledge and like when we go to matches, all my players know, go talk to coach Kelly. <laughs> like if it's a tough match and like, it's going to be just the one little edge that sets us apart. It's going to be coach Kelly that takes you over the edge. It's not okay. me. All right. Um, which I'm totally fine with that role. Well, um, I was going to say that's good. That's good. As a, as a coach. One, one thing I, I uh, enjoyed from coaching with coach Kriegel is he let his assistants coach their group of players, right? I was a wide receivers coach at the time. He let me coach wide receivers. Didn't, didn't interrupt um if there was something that he wanted to get a point across he would say something but as far as me letting you know he would just let me coach and i like that about you knowing like these are my limitations i just want the team to do well and this is the coach that's going to put you there right right yeah. it's not that i'm worthless on the court oh no 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 i'm not i'm not saying that, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um i mean so so much of tennis is, is played in the head mm-hmm. um so so much of it is, is psychology and and you know, keeping people in the right mindset. Um, but in terms of, of being the leader, um, I'm always naturally drawn to that. Um, I like to be the person people look to when moments get hard or things are tough, or we know there's a challenge in front of us. Um, I like, I like seeing people grow. So Mm -hmm. if I'm able to put them in a position to grow as an individual in some way, um, I love doing that. Um, so, you know, pairing up doubles partners to put them in a place to succeed, um, maybe arranging a match that's going to be a little bit challenging for a set of players or, you know, pulling up a senior for senior night and she gets to play singles and she's never played singles before, but she gets to go out there and senior night, play singles and get a varsity win, her first ever varsity win. Like being able to arrange those moments, um, that's, that's what I really enjoy about the, the job. That's uh, that the uh, the growth part of it is one of my favorite things to it with football. Some sometimes it's it's years like you got to wait. OK, I remember he's a senior. I remember when he was a freshman. I didn't you know, he didn't see the field. Now look at him now. You know, mm-hmm. um, when I coach uh, like Little League baseball or I'm coaching my daughter's softball team, the uh, the amount of growth in an eight week span is amazing because yeah. I, I coached the T-ball team last year. 
you know, maybe it was a coach pitch team. I think the first game um, I had to bring the tee out for, I don't know, 75% of the team. And then by the end of the game, by the end of the season, I'm not bringing the tee out at all. Everyone's hitting, hitting off the pitches I'm throwing, yeah. like, like just to see that growth. And I, that's the, the, my favorite part about it. You know, if it takes four years or if it takes the, the eight weeks that, that it does for the five and six year olds, like that, that part to me is so important. And I try to stress it. Like it's realize what's, what's happening here. Realize what you're doing. You know, I, obviously it's easier for high school students than it is for six year olds, but, but just to, for them to understand like you're you're better now yeah and and hopefully and hopefully they take it and run with it you know and, yeah. and realize and, and apply it for other stuff it doesn't just have to be sports but hopefully they understand like oh i got better at this i can get better at math or english or exactly. my job yeah exactly i tell them that all the time i'm like you don't know what you're gonna face down the road but you gotta have the confidence that you're gonna figure it out and you're gonna get better mm-hmm and, and, uh, I mean, that's what coaches are there for to coach them through that kind of stuff. Um, so have you, have you thought about coaching anything else? Cause there's always things that pop up at Parisburg. I don't know. I, cause you said you yeah. played, you, you, uh, did indoor soccer and you did track and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I did, I played soccer. I'm okay. Um, I, I really enjoy the sport. There's, I mean, I played PYSA for years. Okay. Um, I never played travel. I never really got to that level. So I don't know if soccer would be the route. I've thought about um, like track. I was a middle distance runner. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. Um, Mr. English was my coach. Oh, nice. Um, for middle distance. So I, I really enjoy my time there. I'm um, doing that. So I've thought about that. Now that I have kids, I think I want to stick to just one season. Yeah, it is tough. Um, and, and girls tennis, truthfully, is the best season. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really nice weather. <laughs> Yeah, that's I, I did football and track um, when I was a before I became a varsity football coach. I did junior high track okay. and I loved it because it's a short season. Um, mm-hmm. You get paid. You get paid pretty good for the, the amount of time you're there. Uh, I could use it to recruit for football. Talk to kids about playing football. Yeah. Uh, it's the away meets, man. Uh, I'd get home at eight thirty, nine o'clock at night, you know, and and even after I stopped, I, I still volunteered. And my wife even said, she's like, you can go to all the practices and the home meets. I just, it'd be nice for you to not be out that late because we had two <laughs> kids, you know, which I did. And it was fun. Yeah. I still like doing it, you know, uh, but it is a lot of time. And I thought about joining the coaching um, shot and disc for the high school. And I was with my wife and she was mm-hmm. like, she was like, what's that season? Like I go, uh, it's basically football again, except worse because it's more nights than just Friday. <laughs> she's like, well, maybe right. not. I said, I said, no, I don't think I'm going to do it, you know? So but eventually I'd love to do that, but uh, it, it is a lot of time, especially when you have kid, you know, you have, uh, you have one kid right now. I, I've got two. I've got wall three's four and Elena's okay. one. Yeah. When you, when you have kids, it's, I mean, you realize pretty quickly, like, ah, time is a little bit more important than doing that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, do they come to, does your family come to the tennis matches? Uh, they came out to a couple this year. Yeah. Um, so they get to kind of know the. I mean, my wife, my wife works at the front desk at the tennis center. Okay. Um, not as often as she used to. It's about every other week she's out there, but she knows a lot of the girls, especially the varsity players. Okay. Um, but then she'll get to know different families. Um, one of the, one of the players on the team right now, she babysat when the, when she was oh, younger. Nice. Um, so she knows the community. Um, so she likes to come out. I'm not sure how much Walter is into it quite yet. Um, and Elena was way too young to have any idea what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I want them around. I want them to get caught with the tennis bug. I want them to see these great role models. Um, yeah, I, I want them to be around what dad's doing and yeah, yeah. nerded out by it. Yeah. That's, that's my, one of my favorite things is this past season was the first time my son was on the sideline for varsity games. Okay. So he was the water boy. And then he was, a, I coached the, the JV. So he was water boy on Saturday mornings for me too, but he's been doing that for a few years, but being out there on a Friday night is totally different than a Saturday morning. Yeah. And, and he was out there and he was loving it. And that changed his mind at the beginning of the season. He didn't want to play tackle football. And now like, he's really excited about playing tackle football because he'll yeah. be, get to do it for the first time next year. So I, I love being like having him out there. My, I was with my dad coached my baseball team for, for years. And I just liked, I liked him being there and, and seeing, like seeing me coach. And there was a few times where I yelled at him because I was like, I keep having them like, dude, it's just water. You got to pay attention. And, and after the game, we'd sit in the truck and I would talk to him like, do, do you understand? Like, it's 
like it's a lot different out there huh he was like yeah it is i know i know and so he, at the end of the season he got a lot better but it's a it's a big deal when, when you're out there yeah yeah and as his dad i don't want him to, i don't want him to get yelled at that's why i try to do it more than because other coaches i've seen before other coaches will yell at at kids water boys and ball boys and stuff so i don't want him to get yelled at <laughs> he can get yelled at by me that'd be all right yeah so i've thought about you know when my kids get that old enough, you know what? I want to start coaching the boys tennis again. Mm -hmm. You know, if Walter decides to do it and is the Elena, or do I want to stay clear? You know, do I just yeah. want to total remove from that? Like just keep my mouth shut the entire time. I don't know. We'll see. And I don't, and I, I think you'll know even before they even get close to that age. Like I know right now um, I can coach, I can coach my daughter a lot easier than my son because my daughter has seen me coach my son and I, I coached her last year for the first time. And she was so, she was so attentive and listened to me out there. And, Cause she, she, that was the first time coaching, coaching her for me. And she wanted me to like, I don't, it's like her is the wrong word, but she wanted me to like, know that she knows what she's doing and she yeah. wants to be the best one. My son, uh, we, we bump heads a little bit because I want him to be, you know, more physical, depending on what we're doing or faster or jump higher, this or that. And he just, yeah. he, it's a little more frustrating. So I think with my daughter, I could probably coach something, but I don't know if, as my son got older, if, I guess we'll find out if he plays football, I'm still going to be a coach. <laughs> so I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how physical he wants to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I also wanted to talk about you being the, being working for the parks, uh, yeah. parks and rec. Cause you said you started there, uh, as a 16 year old, that was your very first job ever very first job yeah, um, other than working for my parents here and there sure yeah i a lot of my friends work there too um well, well, well much like scott you guys took the same path scott worked there as a, as a job and eventually took it over and then and that's what you did too um was that was that uh did you enjoy working there as a as a high school student just working with all those kids and everything every day? oh i think it's the best job in the world yeah, yeah. um i mean it's eight to three monday through friday yeah you literally have every evening and every weekend available <laughs> to you. Yeah. So, so if I didn't need, didn't need to sell the job enough already, it's just anyone listening out there thinking of applying. Um, there's that. Um, but no, I mean, every day you're in like four, maybe five different activities with mm -hmm. kids. I mean, they're there for an hour and then they're home. Right. Um, occasionally you get a family that does like a couple of things back to back. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's a constant changeover of kids. It's a constant changeover of, you know, it's T-ball in the morning. Now I'm doing an hour of make it, take it. Now I'm at animal adventures. Now I'm going to games and giggles. You know, it's, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm with 10 to 12 year olds for an hour. Now I'm with like four to six year olds for an hour. <laughs> so it's constantly changing. Um, but you're, you're on your feet. You're outside a lot of the time. Um, the energy is awesome. You're giving them freezy pops at the end um i was just gonna say do, do they do you guys still have those you guys hand we those still have freezy pops nice. we have a, <laughs> we have a know. chest hold on sorry it froze we'll go ahead we're good yeah, now you're good. uh so so I, I remember i'd go excuse me i'd go uh if my friends were working i'd go up there and if it was like uh if they had a break or something uh a lot of times they were eating a freezy pop and uh <laughs> sun uh sunning their uh their feet because they they would have the gnarliest tans <laughs> oh my gosh i have not had a proper tan on my feet <laughs> i mean probably since ever <laughs> uh oh, why are we why are we freezing here all right I don't know why we're freezing. We never, I never freeze. Maybe it's because uh, my kids are home and they're on devices now. <laughs> they're sucking up the internet. Anyway, you were talking about your, the, the gnarly tans. I get those now too for football, but man, some of my friends, they were brutal. They were yeah. brutal. <laughs> the the uh, worst is uh, we have water world on Wednesdays. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know what that is. It's a bunch of water, uh, slip and slides, water mm. balloons, everything. So my staff usually take off their shoes and run around barefoot for that program. Yeah. And then they get wet and they get all shrivelly, and you're like, you need to put those feet away. I don't, need to, <laughs> don't walk in my office wet and with those feet sticking out. <laughs> A lot of dead feet around. 
Right. It is not a pleasant smell. <laughs> uh, what, what of all the, the activities that you guys do there, what's, what are you, what are your favorites? Okay. I mean, water world is insanely popular. Mm-hmm. Um, before, I mean, going back to 2019, the last time we had no limit registrations, mm-hmm. we had like 400 kids or no, that's the total number of registrations. I get that wrong. It, it was somewhere like 200 plus kids wow. registered for water world. Um, and that's just water balloons, slip and slides. Every and, you, and you guys don't cap anything, right? Um, we hadn't prior to COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this year we're going to online registration for the most part, we're not going to be capped. Okay. Um, there'll be a handful of programs. We will. All right. Um, but water world insanely popular. Um, that one's awesome. Um, I, I, w- I won't give away too much of the secret sauce. I love games and giggles. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. This is our only program for three-year-olds. Yeah. My daughter was in that. Long. It's like duck, duck goose with just the most adorable children ever. <laughs> Truthfully, like at any given time, half of them have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but I, I just love seeing the three-year-olds. I love seeing the staff members interact with the three-year-olds. Yeah. Um, as a staff member, I love doing, I mean, dodgeball was great. Mm-hmm. That one's hugely popular. Uh, fun with hoops, just playing pig and knockout and dribble tag. Um, I can at, never get old of that. As the director, how, how, how much time do you get to be out there doing stuff too? Um, it, my interaction with the kids and families is I, I don't run programs. Josh is my assistant director. We haven't ran programs. Um, not that we can't, um, and we, we ha- will here and there if we need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but our interactions are more of support. So keeping an eye, making sure that, you know, everybody's leaving with their family. That's mm-hmm. a huge thing for us. Yeah. Um, cause it's not like a school. It's not like there's one entrance and one exit. Um, so we're always trying to keep an eye on things, um, or, you know, we'll clean up, help staff members clean up, or, you know, somebody has got to use a restroom. I'll jump in for a few minutes. Um, so I, I get enough interaction, mm-hmm. um, with different families and different kids. Um, but I, I don't run like, it's not like I selected a program that I run every year. Okay. Uh, can, can I tell you, I'm, first of all, I'm glad you're doing online registration because the look on your face last summer. Uh, when that giant line was, and it was multiple days, but it just, it was, it, that looked like a mess, not a mess be- how you guys are doing it, but because uh, I'm sure it went smoothly when yeah. people were there, but it just, it was a long time. And, and I think yeah. people, people appreciate it at, at the time. I think they did because what we were coming out of, right. People wanted to yeah. do things and they wanted their kids involved and stuff. And, and I think they appreciated that you guys, we're still do, we're still going to put on programs, mm-hmm. but I felt bad for you and everyone else because it was just it was never ending, and I thought that they're going to be until midnight. <laughs> uh, it was only nine o'clock the one the first day, oh. um, but no, that, that was that was maybe one of my lowest points as director right there. <laughs> uh, yeah. In hindsight, I think just a food truck would have just helped quite a bit. <laughs> what we probably needed should just pulled that grill out, started making some hot dogs and hamburgers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, then, um, well, then at, at some point, I don't. I'm assuming it was you, maybe it was someone else that basically had to go up to someone in the line, and be like, "Hey, this is the cutoff. You're not. You got to come back." Um, I, I what I did is I would go out and be like, "Just so you know, it's going to be an hour and a half." Okay. All right. All right. Um, but you know, different people react to it differently. Some people were like, "You know what? I totally get it. Totally appreciate it." You know, there were people that were lined up outside the door before we were even there, like an hour early. Jeez. Oh, like, okay. <laughs> Um, you know, it's what we had to do. No, the online registration, I'm sure there's going to be snags with it. Um, but the ability to be home with your kids, select what you want, Mm -hmm. just put it in a shopping cart online, pay with your credit card. Um, and and you can do that even later in the summer too. You know, you don't have to commit to something now, Mm -hmm. not having caps on most of the things. I think that'll go a long, long ways. I think people are really, really appreciate that. Well, and this is the first time to have online, right? That is accurate. Yeah. yeah. Last year, I mean, we used a Google form trying to be yes. contactless ish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this will be totally online. You'll put in all your information, and that'll go straight into our system. Um, so I, I've got a meeting on Monday to to kind of start building that out from my okay. side. Um, so I'm real excited about that. I think that'll um, allow us to use our resources more effectively. Be a lot mm-hmm. more 
convenient for everyone involved. Are there physical books that people can still get and look through? Or is that all online also? <laughs> there will not be okay. uh, the physical books going out. Um, yeah. To uh, be better for the environment. Sure. Um, yeah. No, I get I it. Mean, I get it. I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it. I'm still going to put a PDF together. Okay. Um, and it, it'll be basically just a list of the programs. So you can look at it in the same format that it was before. Mm-hmm. You can still print it out and circle, highlight, do all that stuff. Um, but it just won't be sent to all the school, all the children in Perrysburg schools. Do you, are there any like new programs or anything that you want to uh, talk about or, or you want to keep everything? Oh, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> so there's only a couple new things um, mm-hmm. because we, we had some things we took out last year um, to make room for multiple sessions and that sort of thing. Um, so there's things we're putting back um, that were okay. gone before. Um, we're going to collaborate with uh, the Barry Prisberg Heights Community Center. We're going to do a couple of programs there. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So they, they've got a facility that we can use. I think it'll be Friday afternoons is what we're kind of thinking. Okay. Uh, we'll do games and giggles and fun with hoops over there as well as at our place at nice. different times. Um, so if you really want to do the program, but it's you know not at the right time, you can you know pick whatever one you want to do. Um <laughs> I don't want to commit to this one, but I know some staff members are really excited. <laughs> um, something to do with Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. All right. Um, that's not something I've ever done, but I know that the, the people who are into that are really into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there's people out there that are like, hey, that sounds really cool, but I don't know what it is. Um, and that's what we're all about with the Summer Rec. We want yeah. to have something for, for everyone. Um, you know, every interest is met in some capacity. Yeah. So I, I'm going to try and sneak that in. I got to finalize exactly what that'll look like. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I think it'll work out. Good. I, I know I, whenever, I can't remember when it was, but I did enjoy when we looked at the book and like, oh, you want to take Spanish classes? You want to take a Spanish class? So that was a cool thing too, where it was like little Spanish lessons. Because being Hispanic, I don't speak Spanish, but um, having my kids being able to go and like learn what if it's kind of the 10 or colors or number or any, you know, other right. things, you know, but, but it was a cool, it was a cool thing to see like, Oh yeah. That, that, that'd be something that I think a lot of people would like. Yeah. And truthfully, I think the culture working in the culture part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That, that was always, a, yeah. The, their culture sometimes, you know, we've got Tostitos from Kaz Myers. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I, when I was in Spanish classes in high school, we'd have parties and I always had to bring the main dish because my, because they knew my mom and my grandma lived with us at the time. So they knew my grandma, and my mom would cook something. So I always had to bring the main dish. So it started when it was time to set up, everyone just turn and look to you. Uh, for the most part, the teacher might even had stared at me. I don't remember. for sure. <laughs> and after a while, I'm just like, yeah, I got it. Well, we'll bring something, you know, but I think my mom would make like, uh, usually the easiest thing to make is just like enchiladas, like in a big casserole pan. Right. Uh, so she'd make that a lot, but, um, but yeah, I, I thought it was there, uh, that, and then there was always, there was a kid, uh, what was his name? His name was Steve Reddick. Uh, he'd always be, he goes, I'll bring the chips, e salsa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Tostitos and some salsa. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but, but I think that stuff's important, especially when you're doing culture stuff, because yeah. a lot of times it's, it's, if you're just doing it, the little kid doesn't know like, Oh, this is a, this is, we're learning about a culture. This is just something we're doing, you know? So it's pretty cool. And we had, I mean, I don't know if there's a group that goes to to France or Paris or anything, but there's a, at least one of our staff members is going to Spain Mm. um, and she's going to miss the first few weeks of the rack. But, you know, when I was a staff member, I remember those who were doing the French and the Spanish club, they were, showing pictures of hey we were there and this is what we did oh yeah that sort of thing yeah yeah that's cool um when can people expect to when is there the startup time for for signing up um or is that still being hammered out it's still working out um okay. I, i've got to build it on my end but you know in past years you couldn't register until like middle end of may yeah. it'll be at least two if not four weeks earlier than that this year oh nice okay um, if i get something out in april i think that'd be great i mean if i check my inbox right now the rec email address i'm sure there's there's people asking <laughs> you know when's your schedule coming out you know yeah. people are planning the summer already 
I, I know where we would plan because my mother-in-law took care of our watches our kids okay. in the summer. So we would always plan for her sake, make yeah. it so it's stuff is back to back or they're both going at the same time. So she's not running around, you know, so we would always yeah. try to try to do that. And I think we probably even ran into like a couple of things where, OK, it's back to back for one kid. Uh, but there's an hour gap for the other kid and we kind of just like well just go to this other one for, for that hour you know just try it. whatever it is try it out because you you got to stay there right exactly <laughs> and and they would you know learn new things yeah. you know try when, when i try to make the schedule i pay attention to those age ranges and try and have like different age groups have activities at the same time because you're right there's there's all sorts of families with siblings that mm -hmm. you know they want to come they've got three kids they want two of them to do this thing one to do this other thing and the other third one or the fourth one can just sit in a picnic blanket with them you know yeah hang out. yeah what's uh what's the oldest uh age or program you have for for the oldest age group um we have very few for like 13 14 year olds um usually that's like kind of baked into some some other things there's there's pickup thursdays actually i think i changed the name to pick up sports because that explains what it is more i mean just <laughs> come on out on thursdays for an hour and the staff will help pick what sport you're playing that week oh okay um and there's a advanced art class that we do um and then i think tennis goes up to 14 year olds okay um and the youngest is three we have one program for three-year-olds but four to 12 is our bread and butter yeah yeah because my uh, we keep talking about eventually our as our son gets older there's less and less for him to do um uh, yeah. so we're but how old is so he's 10 right now okay so yeah. he's got a couple good years yeah yeah he's still he's still in in the wheelhouse which is good because uh i like be him being involved so for sure yeah um uh, well that's it man um i i appreciate you coming on it's uh like i always i say a bunch bunch of times and people probably get sick of it the few people that listen every time but it's cool to to uh get to know someone that I know peripherally, you know, get to know right, a right. lot better. Uh, it's it's interesting to me and, and just to find out a bunch of information or why you do certain things or, you know, what you like to do. So uh, thanks for coming on and uh, be uh, hopefully, if everything goes right, we'll be on the lookout for that stuff in, the, in April. Yeah, keep an eye on Facebook. All right, man. Well, uh, I, uh, thanks again and uh, have a good night. Yeah, thanks. We'll see you. Thanks, everybody, for checking out this episode of the Nerdball Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're hearing this on any of the podcatchers on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. We're kind of coming at you two times a week now, audio and video. Check us out on all the social medias. Just search the Nerdball Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're out there. Uh, Gmail is the nerdball podcast at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email we'd be happy to get back to you thanks to real jp multimedia cuttlefish graphics perrysburg junior high stem lab and big daddy graphics for helping out the podcast thanks for listening we'll see you next time